Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Since y'all wanted a pizza review, we got a late night pizza review. Gus's Pizza. Let me turn this thing around. I don't even know how to turn it around. Listen, here it's good. That's your review. Bye. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And it's Friday. That means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation, which means we're doing Screams from the Pit. We're doing those parasocial plays. We're doing all those beautiful gains, getting to all those tids. We're going to talk about the state of the game as well. But before we do any of that, (laughs) today's a very special day. We have something that I've been working on for some time. It is now ready to be revealed, ready to be released into the public. For public consumption. Ooh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Song reveal? It's a song. There, were, I don't remember when this was, but you said Rachel Reckia in a kind of weird staccato way at some point in some podcast we were doing. And I thought to myself, that sounds like a song. Oh, you're saying I'm a muse. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you were my muse when I was writing Uncut Jams. Have you seen that TikTok? No, I haven't seen anything to do with Uncut Gems. There's a TikTok. (laughs) Well, there's a very viral TikTok going around right now about Uncut Gems. Those in the know know, and those that don't will find out soon enough. But this has nothing to do with that. What we're about to do right now is give you the first ever full to the masses public release of a song that I worked very hard on called Rachel Reckia. Here it is. This is a Game of Roses world premiere. Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel 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 Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia, Rachel Rekia. Rachel, 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 Rekia, Rachel, 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 Rekia. Rachel, 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 Rekia. Rachel, Rekia, Rachel, Rekia, Rachel, Rekia, Rachel, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel 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 Reckia, 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 Rachel 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 Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, 
Rachel, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Another fucking banger, Clue. Yeah, I'm getting better at making these. I'm getting better at using Logic Pro. I'm getting better at making little techno sounds or EDM sounds, whatever you want to call them. But I had fun with this one. Do you know that gif of that girl who's like rolling balls at an EDM concert? Mm-mm. Oh, that's what I am like right now. Oh, nice. Well, happy to have been of service. But I hope that everyone liked that song, Rachel Recchia. And of course, it is a tribute to one of the star players of this season. Somebody that I think is going to wind up in the final two. Somebody that I think is going to be extremely victimized. Somebody that I think has an outside shot at wearing the crown. Time will tell, of course. But I hope that everyone enjoys the song. Please play it in good health. Please make TikToks of it. Please do whatever you want with it. <laughs> make TikTok. I'm going to make a TikTok of it. Covers or any. I don't even know how you would cover this song, but uh, feel free. Whatever you'd like to do with it. I hope you enjoy it. I just sent you a GIF of my reaction. It's pretty funny. For those who are not looking at our Zoom screen, it is a <laughs> woman at a rave just going crazy. Tongue out, hands pumping. I can see this as you, face case, for sure. Thank you so much. I got to say, you know, it's, you have this Bowie-esque nature and you have the like your the bass drops like it's exciting. I'm learning. You feel that in your soul. You go to youtube.com and you just type in how to make a bass drop and there's a hundred thousand videos that are going to teach you exactly how to do it. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> been learning all this on YouTube. But I hope everyone enjoyed the song and continues to share it and continues to enjoy it. I'm sure I'll be making other songs in the near future. But that is my latest work. All of my efforts, all of my music-making powers put directly into that one. Yeah, once we're able to put it on uh, music websites, everyone should download it so that I can really get my muse career taking off. That's right. <laughs> and your music career. Yeah, but let's stick to our other career, which is making this podcast. So now we are going to begin our show. By discussing what is happening to our beloved game. This is Game, game of, Roses. of Roses. State of the Game. Speaking of muses and music, we are talking about festivals in this State of the Game. Specifically, Stagecoach and Coachella. We have just learned in a news piece that there are no COVID protocols. Are we back to normal? No COVID protocols, by the way, means there ain't no masks at these functions. No masks. There ain't no tests at these functions. No tests. There ain't no proofs of vaccination. No proofs. All comers. So 
you're going to get people obviously who are not vaccinated and uh, just rolling in. Free balling. But is COVID over basically? I mean, it is, right? Other countries are fully open now. They don't do any mask protocols. There's no proof of vaccination in many other countries. I know California is moving toward that. I think we are that now, except for LA County, where we live. I think we're the only ones left who still have like masks indoor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we're lifting outdoor outdoor mask stuff. I would say COVID is not over, but COVID is over is a state of mind. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, the, the virus is still around, but I'm talking about its impact on society. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it just seems like everyone is giving up and we're just like, sorry if you have an immune disorder. Sorry if you have young children. Sorry for, it just seems like, we're just like, whatever. 3,000 people dying a day, it doesn't, whatever. It does seem like that. That's the vibe. <laughs> it is the vibe, and that's not a great vibe, but there is some good news that comes with this, which is that these festivals are back on. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> At least in the last few years, these festivals have served as the preseason playing grounds for our beloved game. Of course, we know the importance of festivals started, I think, really back in 2019 when we had Bachelor in Paradise season six. A major narrative of that entire season was that Blake Horseman, a.k.a. Balakai, had met up with and engaged in romantic activities with both Kaylin Miller-Keys and Christina Schulman, who were massively featured players on that season. Uh, and they met up at Stagecoach where all of this went down. What about Christina for Bachelorette? Side note. <laughs> Christina Schulman? Oh, we were just talking about, yeah, who could be the next Bachelorette. Maybe they bring someone back who has a following. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later for sure once we get into yep. the news because there's some interesting news about somebody who was almost a Bachelorette. But I feel like this is coming back now. And when we saw on that season of BIP, the producers actually used those players being at Stagecoach in the narrative. They discussed it in the mm-hmm. show. We heard them say the word stagecoach. So is that now going to happen again? Since that time, players have kind of really relied on the festivals, on Stagecoach Coachella, to provide these easy opportunities for them to get together and make a bunch of collaboration posts with one another and obviously also pursue romantic relationships with one another, casual or otherwise. Uh, But due to the pandemic, all these festivals have not only had to initiate COVID protocols, but they've been canceled for the past two years. This is the first time Mm -hmm. these festivals are coming back. So are we going to see our players coming out in droves? Is this going to be like they've been pent up for two years and now they're ready to get back at it? 100%. And Stagecoach is going to be right after Coachella. These are all at the end of April, beginning of May in a row. I think it's going to be bananas. I personally am trying to go to Coachella. I've never been, but if anyone has tickets for weekend one, DM me. Thank you. Good luck. I would not be paid to go there any amount of money. That sound, that and Burning Man are my worst nightmares on planet Earth. They are things that I can't believe human beings engage in. Just me, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What if you could bring your bathtub? I prefer my bathtub to remain in my home, and I prefer myself to remain in my home as well. Yeah, I guess there's... You can't really avoid the sun at Burning Man. Right. Or the dust or the dirt or the <laughs> sleepless nights, et cetera, et cetera. I need my soft bed. I need my comfortable bathtub. Uh-huh. I need my relatively 
darkened cave-like room to sit in or sleep in. And I don't think that I get any of those things provided to me at any of this. Yeah. But what we will get provided, I'm curious about like what's going to happen with these players. Do we think they're going to show up and engage in horseman-like casual sexual activity with one another? Or do we think this could potentially Mm. fuck up paradise in that these players are going to show up and start to form relationships too quickly, too early? Like there is a version of this because these these events now are going to exist to get these players together in a, a cluster of time. Like you're saying, this is really over the course of a month. And so let's say that you meet up at Coachella or Stagecoach or whatever, which everyone mm-hmm. happens first. And you're like, oh, that was fun. Then you meet up again at Coachella or Stagecoach, which everyone happens second. And you're like, all right, we should just do this. Stagecoach is the let's make it official. Well, here's the thing. It's a fine line you have to walk. And part of why Baylock I was quote unquote able to get away with it is that it was so casual, infamously casual. And if you you want to maybe give a little hint like, oh, maybe they met at this place. Maybe there's a little spark, but you don't want it to seem like it's a full-fledged Brendan and Piper planned out situation. You have to keep that on the DL. But do you even? I don't even know (laughs) if you do have to do that anymore because I think at least for my money, what we kind of saw with the Brennan and Piper situation, the Alana Milne, Chris Conrad situation is that almost everybody comes in having already met. Yeah. And now these pictures are going to be very public. I mean, prior to this, it was like, you know, you had uh, Jacinia Cruz also at that San Diego meeting where Chris Conrad and Alana Milne met uh-huh. and they were all in pictures together, but it was not Coachella. It was not hashtag stagecoach. It was just, oh, they were all there for a weekend or whatever. It's a little more innocuous. I think this type of shit is going to give the idea to all of the fourth audience who's actually dating or who has, you know, been in each other's burning man tent or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, I I think it's going to be harder for players to maintain that idea that they're coming into paradise without having ever met anyone else and they're in quotes completely open as grocery store Joe or Demi Burnett might demand of all players entering paradise. Which of the players do you think will go to Burning Man? Deanie Babies and Kaylin? Yes. I could see them doing it. Or Deanie at the very least. But this is something that we haven't seen. We're starting to see little hints of it. We're seeing, you know, the we're seeing big parties, quote unquote, starting up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, we're seeing Nate and Michelle at Rihanna's party. We're seeing, you know, Baylock Highs on tour. We're coming back. We're coming back, or at least that vibe is is here. So I think that these festivals for the first time in a couple of years, I think they're going to be massive, massive shit shows. For our beloved games specifically. For our beloved games specifically yeah. and in general. But I can't wait to see the parasocial plays that come out of it and the the hot goss. That's what I was going to say. I think we might see the biggest total follower count in a single Instagram post that we've ever seen. I think we're going to see some massive mm. mob of like 15 high-level players all hanging out together, something like that. Oh, yeah. Or like all previous bachelors or bachelorettes. Something like that, yeah. Because prior to this, especially during pandemic, to put together one of these big group events it would just be like, come to San Diego or three or four players from LA or in New York and they all get together, something like that. These things are destinations. Mm-hmm. 
This is like players from every one of the major cities. We're talking LA icons. We're talking New York influence. We're talking that Denver high. We're talking that Chicago clout. We're talking that Las Vegas scene. We're talking that Canadian North. Nashville sliders. Nashville sliders. We're talking about the Dallas source. (laughs) And we're talking about the San Diego crew, of course. I think players from all of these teams will be present. And I think we're going to see several of them in one image. And I can't fucking wait for that. By the way, speaking of the San Diego crew, meant to do this up top, but I have uh, an apology tour. We had dinner with a certain doctor, Dr. Stefan Lovegrove this week. And I learned that I have been pronouncing his name wrong on the podcast forever. As have I. My apologies, Stefan. My apologies as well. Not Stephen. We will never mispronounce your name again. But it was a pleasure to meet Dr. Stefan Lovegrove, fascinating person within mm-hmm. our beloved game and without. We didn't ask him, but I bet he'll be at these festivals. He might be. We shall see. But that is the state of the game. These festivals are coming back online. All of our players are getting excited, I'm sure, or maybe not all of them, but some of them. Will Alessi Leyendijk be at her first stagecoach? I don't think so. The Lion Dykes don't strike me as festival goers. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. I don't think Alessi's <laughs> going to be there. But we are excited to see who is going to show up and what kind of social media they're going to be able to turn out from these events now that, again, everything's opening back up. I was thinking about some experimental festival parasocial strategies. What kind of things could we see players making from these? Here's what I want to see. I want to see some full tots. You know, we've been indoors for 10 years. I want to see people going all out. I don't want it to just be some hair braid. I want to see like extraordinary costumes and outfits. Like a full body sloth top? Yes. Connor the Catman B should do some sort of a a festival cat outfit, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Rodney, maybe he's got a full apple gown. I don't know. Sure. I haven't fleshed it out yet, but I want to see people stepping it up in their parasocial game for this. And maybe not even parasocial if I see them. Exactly. I think they will. I think we're going to see some good shit out of this. I want to see couples doing, you know, some signature moves. I want to see a Baylock High twirl on mm-hmm. the gram. I want to see a Clayton rotation in those mm-hmm. TikToks. I want to see some hint at couples hooking up, you know, a man's stray hand mm-hmm. somewhere. Stray man hand. You know. The SMH. Yeah, the soft the soft introduction of a partner without their face so that the nation will be a tizzy of who who is that person hooking up with? It's someone, uh, they have this color bracelet. Who is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. What do you want to see out of it? I Like I said, I want to see the mega picture, the mega photo that has mm. 10 or 12 players who are all 500K or higher. And as many million club and two million clubbers as you can get in there. Something like that is what I'm looking forward to. But that wraps up the state of the game for this week. And now we're going to move on to that portion of our program in which we talk about the movements of all the top players from this current airing season of The Bachelor as well as the ratings of our beloved game. This is... This Week in Games. This past Monday was Valentine's Day. And our beloved game celebrated love by airing the last half of a two-on-one date that even fewer people cared about than the first half the week before. This week, the ratings in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic slipped from a 0.66 to a 0.65 with 3.2 million total viewers, 
which was about the same as last week on the total viewer front. So hopefully we've hit the bottom of the ratings pit here. And as we move into the playoffs in the coming weeks, there is definitely a possibility to see some kind of small incremental increase in viewers. That is what we're hoping for. The Bachelor came in third place of the four networks, losing out to the Olympics on NBC and Lone Star on Fox. The only show it did manage to beat was something called The Price is Right at Night on CBS. I didn't even know that was a show, but I guess they're now doing The Price is Right game show as a primetime nighttime show on CBS. Not great. This segment of our show is where I learn about all the TV shows that are on the network. (laughs) (laughs) It's unreal. The network TV landscape is just, it's a fucking, it's a desolate place. Wouldn't want to be there right now. And of course, we must continue to cover the ratings of another reality show over on Fox as it stars Uh, (laughs) the greatest male Instagram player of all time, Tyler Cameron. The strangely premised reality dancing competition show seeks to find the dancer who is the best at recreating scenes from a 35-year-old movie. It has been an utter failure in the ratings from the beginning, and this week was no different. Now, three episodes into the season, Cameron's steak-loving dimples cannot cross the 0.25 demographic threshold and is sliding a little with 1.2 million total viewers. Absolutely pathetic. In your opinion. Fox's other attempt at dipping into the (laughs) reality world, a reboot of Joe Millionaire, is similarly gasping for air at 0.26 in the demo and 1.4 million total viewers. Seven episodes into the first and what will be the only season of this antiquated show has resulted in declining ratings every week. It's just hemorrhaging viewers. No one is is sticking around to watch this. No one cares. And now for the gains in the parasocial world. This is as of today, February 17th, and the gains since February 10th last week. Clayton Eckerd, our crown, has gained 6,000 Instagram followers this week bringing him to 185K total. Good job, Clayton. His Twitter has gone up 1.4K to 16.4K total. And most importantly, Clayton's TikTok. He now has 852 followers, up 507 from last week. That's a 247% gain. I did algebra to calculate that. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. And we here at Gore uh, Gore East think this may be due to a play we will be covering in Parasocial Plays. We have an update on his pizza reviews. Watch this space. Oh, a little Maddow reference, huh? Now, mm-hmm. let's move on to the top five Instagram gains chart for the players of Bachelor Season 26. The top five Instagram gains are number one. The gold medal in gains goes to the 30-year-old ICU nurse from the Denver High, Gabriella Gabby Windy. She gained 11.3 thousand followers for her colorful narration and her champagne play, bringing her total to 48.9K. The silver medal in gains goes to the 25-year-old flight instructor from Claremont, Florida, Rachel Reckia, Rachel, Rachel Reckia, Rachel Reckia, Rachel, Rachel Reckia. She gained 9.1K followers for her Love Level 3 and getting another zero-pointer group date rose. That's two in a row, bringing her to 56.1K total. And the bronze medal in gains goes to the 28-year-old wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Susie Evans. She gained 6.9K for her walls and Love Level 3, 
bringing her to 65.6K total. Fourth place goes to the 23-year-old wealth management advisor from the New York Influence, Sarah Hamrick. She gained 4.8K for her tier play and defense of the 4TWR age-related attacks by Mara, bringing her to 36.7K total. And fifth place in gains goes to the 26-year-old bartender from the LA Icons, Genevieve Parisi. She gained 3.9K this week for her Shanae rivalry play and zero-pointer two-on-one rows, bringing her to 67.9K total. Now for the top five total Instagram chart. Still no one has joined the 100K club yet. Yikes. Number one. The bartender from the LA Icons, Genevieve Parisi, once again maintains the lead at 67.9K. The wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Susie Evans, has a close second place at 65.6K. Flight instructor Rachel Recchia jumps up to third with 56.1K total. Elizabeth Corrigan holds on to fourth place at 49.3K total. And Denver High's Gabby Windy rounds out the top five with 48.9K in fifth place. And we are also covering the TikTok chart this year as TikTok is starting to increasingly make Instagram irrelevant. So the top five TikTok chart as of February 17th, 2022, almost unchanged since last week. In first place, we got Daria Rose, the 24-year-old law student and night one girl from Baldwin, New York. She's sitting pretty at the top with 39.9K. Coming in second place, we mistakenly left this night one girl off this list last week. But Haley Malls has second place at 31.6K total. Susie Evans is in third with 20.9K. Lindsay Windham has 16.4K in fourth place. Fifth place is Elizabeth Corrigan, 11.3K. And the biggest gain was actually Villain Edit recipient Shanae Ankney, who gained 2.1K this week. She has 3.5K total. So I would like to take a moment to just recognize what the fuck is actually going on here. These numbers are appalling. They are very low across all metrics. We're talking about the ratings Mm -hmm. for the show, and we're talking about the social media gains. I believe that The Bachelor is in a bit of a death spiral here. RIP. It could be if they don't change some stuff. Because what they are doing, the, the trap they're now in is... Low ratings mean no one is watching this season. And then, because no one is watching this season, they must choose a new lead from these players that already no one is watching. So then fewer people Mm -hmm. still will watch that player as a lead next season. And it just is a, a perpetuating cycle of death, basically. In order to break this cycle of death, they must cast a lead who is either beloved from prior golden era or who is not Mm -hmm. from within the franchise. They need a celebrity lead for the next Bachelorette, I believe. Even if they do a good job of building up like a Susie Evans or a Rachel Recchia into a victimization edit, it won't matter. Gabby Wendy. It won't matter. No one cares. No one's following them. No one's watching this season. That season two will fail, Mm -hmm. and it will just continue to do that until you break this cycle. If producers are listening, this is literally what you need to do. Pay Tyler Cameron his fucking money and make him the next Bachelor. Pay, I don't care who, I mean, we're going to get to a piece of news that's like an interesting Bachelorette potentially, but you need somebody from outside the franchise. It has to be a celebrity now because you have ruined the ability to Mm -hmm. make your players celebrities. Someone with a following. Correct. Someone who's going to bring in a new audience. And 
for the love of whatever God may or may not exist, don't fucking cast leads who come in in eighth place or higher. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. They've done it so many times now and just no one gives a fuck. I'm trying to think. I'm like, who would that be? It would be like... <laughs> Clayton went out in eighth place. You had... Katie Thurston was 11th place. Michelle Young was second place. Our next bachelorette is Sally Carson. (laughs) Exactly. You can't do that. But I'm saying even if they, you know, these numbers we're seeing now, nobody's cracked 100K. I I would be very surprised if anyone throughout the entirety of this season, Eckerd included, cracks 500K. I don't think that's even going to happen. I don't know how many players are going to crack 100. You might see Rachel Reckia. You might see Susie Evans on the other side of 100,000. Maybe Gabby Windy. I think they'll hit 100. Yeah, those three. Which is like, that's not an influencer career. That's a little extra side money. But you can't can't make a million dollars off of that. And so then what even becomes the incentive for going on this show? Because it hasn't really ever been love. And if the fame element of it is also waning, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So you need to boost this fucking show with a big injection of fame. And that means casting a lead that is a famous person in one way or another that's bigger than your show. Because right now, that's what's happening. You're getting clobbered by every other one of these like Love is Blind season two. And as we're going to get to here in a minute in in the news... There's a a player kind of waiting in the wings that's not a Bachelor player, but had the the possibility to be. So that's where we are with it. Yeah, I think that person would also be a a good option. Someone from another reality dating show or reality show who has a following, who you already know is good on camera, just pay him the money. Or a known actor or musician or pop culture Mm -hmm. person or athlete. Somebody who has a couple million followers minimum who will come in and anchor this fucking show. No one cares Mm -hmm. anymore, except for like the diehard fans like us. We'll watch every season, obviously. But no one cares anymore when a new season rolls around. It's like, oh my God, who's The Bachelor? Because you're producing it terribly. You're you're picking like the least interesting people. And it's clear in the ratings. Like there's a, a real measurable negative reaction to everything that's been happening with the most recent three or four seasons of the show. It'll get a better cast as well. It'll draw in more competitive people if it is a lead who is famous as well. Of course. Imagine this. Bachelor, Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) I don't know how much money you got to pay him to commit career suicide, but roll up the trucks. (laughs) How many followers does Chalamet have? I don't even know if he has a fucking Instagram. That's how cool he is. This can't be him. He has 2.5K. Yeah, that's him. He's got 2,000 followers. Okay. Not... Does not have 2 million followers, but what about Natalie Joy? (laughs) Just kidding. I I don't know if she would do it for most people either, because I don't think the average Bachelor viewer keeps tabs on Nick Vile's life in any way whatsoever. No, I I was just joshing. Oh. They're in love. The fairy tales have been ripped to shreds. I think you find the biggest celebrity you can. Oh, maybe the Tindler Swindler. Have you watched that? (laughs) No. Be an interesting Bachelor. I that seems for TWR. <laughs> Someone's name is Swindler. Yeah, but he's he basically like went on Tinder and tricked all these women into giving him money, like defrauded them, and he's out of jail now and he's trying to be a social media star because this 
thing on Netflix is doing so well. It's an insane story. Wow. At any rate, obviously you wouldn't you wouldn't cast him, but you need to find whoever you can that actually has fame that people will give a shit about that when the announcement comes out, this is the next Bachelorette, people are like, oh my God, I have to see that. Because right now, mm-hmm. if your top choices are Susie Evans, Rachel Reckia, and Gabby Wendy, that ain't it. That season's not going to do well. You cannot rely on, well, they're going to make it to the end and people will care because nobody's going to watch the finale of this season. Right. I mean, they'll maybe care more than they would have for Clayton. Yeah. Because no one knew who he was. Unfortunately, they're dating Clayton. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like people aren't watching this season because no one wanted to see Clayton. They will not know who any of these players are as a result of that. And so when they then get cast and it's like, who? Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that season. Oh, I don't care. What did he do in the end? Oh, I don't care. It, they're, <laughs> they're locked in this fucking spiral of casting now that is like, we cast people you don't like. So even the good players in that in the season of that lead, you don't know who the fuck they are. Then you don't watch their season, so on and so forth. And it just continues to hemorrhage viewers until there's nothing left. You need something to come back in, make a giant explosive statement. Mm-hmm. Celebrity is back in The Bachelor. I mean, slightly less explosive, but maybe you just want someone from that era where the ratings were way better. Maybe you want uh, Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Maybe you want to... Tia Booth. Who else was on Colton's season? <laughs> Godwin. Tasha. Give Tasha the fucking crown again. I mean, Hannah Godwin. People would love that. But even that, I think, is like... You're still then just dipping back into the well of like the regular Bachelor viewer. You need to mm-hmm. get people who potentially don't even watch The Bachelor, but they're like, oh, fuck. Right. Who's The Bachelorette? I'll watch that. And I think they have the ability to do that. It literally requires one thing, money. Yeah, get like a pretty little liar. Oh my God. Yes, get a pretty little liar to be the bachelorette. (laughs) That is your move. Take it from us. But that rounds out our This Week in Gains. Now let's move on to that segment of our program where we talk about all the most delicious tids that have filtered into our plates this week. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past, Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. 
Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank true. dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, a few players took their celebrity game to the next level this week. Season 18 Bachelorette Michelle Young and her ring winner, Nate Charminance Olukoya, took a break from their Minnesota hermit lifestyle to head to L.A. to partake in some high-profile Super Bowl celebrations. The couple made their red carpet debut on February 11th at a party celebrating Rihanna's Fenty Beauty and Fenty Skin Brands before they made their way to a pre-Super Bowl party thrown by Shaquille O'Neal. Michelle Young took a moment to snap a pic with one of her fans, a singer named Rihanna. Maybe you've heard of her. That pic is currently posted to Young's main grid where it enjoys 147,000 likes. Rihanna herself has 121 million Instagram followers, and this is, to our knowledge, the biggest A-list celebrity endorsement we've ever seen for a player or lead in our beloved game. Congrats to this power couple on their massive success in the celebrity game. Have we ever seen anything like this? What comes to mind is 
end of Popeye season, either Hannah Ann or Madison Pruitt, I can't remember which one, was hanging out with Kylie Jenner in her stories. Oh, it was Pruitt. Hmm. Yeah, and Selena Gomez, she was hanging out with, playing board games in her house or something. You remember that? Yeah. Uh Okay. This is in that tier in my mind. And I think we've seen, like, Matt James with the Kardashian crew, too, right? Yes, that's right. But, yeah, for me, this is, yeah, I Rihanna's up there. Yeah. This was amazing to see. And it's different because it's like the Kardashians are social media reality TV celebrities. Right. Rihanna's like a legitimate talented artist mm-hmm. anyway artist makeup uh extraordinaire lingerie extraordinaire it's kind of bristolian yeah in other sports news related to our beloved game season 25 bachelor matt james almost killed a photographer at a pga event called the waste management phoenix open James, a notoriously bad golfer, stepped up to the tee in overalls with no shoes, took a swing, and launched a golf ball directly into the crowd, no more than five feet from where he was standing. His errant shot struck a photographer who did survive the blast, but certainly had a bruise to show for it. We wish the photographer a speedy recovery, and we hope Matt James stays far away from any golf courses in the future. I hope he doesn't stay far away from overalls, though. I love that for him. <laughs> well, there's a thing I think at this at this event where, like, at the end of it, celebrities can get up and try to tee off, and it is like press opportunities and whatever. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. jokey thing at the end, which is why he was in that outfit. But uh, did you see the video? Oh yes, I had multiple people in my life that I know personally bring this video to me. <laughs> yeah, it it was pretty crazy. I mean. Uh, I've never been struck by a golf ball. Certainly not from like literally five feet off the tee. That dude was in some pain for sure. Seems like it would hurt. Yeah, I agree. Another bachelor is also in the news this week. We're talking about that ultimate Viking. Clayton Eckerd has raised more than a few eyebrows with a post he made that has some of the fourth audience thinking he might be sending us a message. In a post made by the Ultimate Viking earlier this week, a commenter wrote, wear blue in your next photo if you were forced to keep Shanae against your will. The eighth place finisher (laughs) from Bachelorette season 18 then proceeded to post a picture to his main grid the very next day featuring himself in blue shorts. One astute commenter noted, your shorts are blue, to which Eckert himself noted, That is a correct observation, exclamation mark. While the Ultimate Viking hasn't directly stated that he was forced by producers to keep Sinead Angney longer than he wanted to, we all know that was the case, as it is with almost all villains in every season, and this seems like he's trying to let us behind the curtain without overtly enraging his corporate overlords. (laughs) I mean, blue seems to be a pretty common color for clothes. Counterpoint. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Sure it does. But then he... Came back. That is a correct observation. Uh-huh. I'm a little surprised this is a news item. Huh? <laughs> he responded to it. Somebody said your shorts are blue. This isn't a conspiracy town? No. Uh, no. Conspiracy town interlude. Uh, Do you think that he really liked Shanae Ankney? That he wanted to keep her the whole time? No. Producers definitely made him keep her. That I think we can uh-huh. all agree on. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. He's giving us a wink. He's When he comes back and says that is a correct observation... Come on. There's no need to reply that if you're not fucking trying to stoke the idea of it at least a little bit. Mm. But then that leads me to the next part of this. 
again, we all know that the producers kept Shanae longer than than Clayton would have wanted, but he's making out with her basically up till the moment she's kicked off. They were making out on the two-on-one. You gotta. You can't tip it. Exactly. So all of that is fake. The making out, the physical affection in every season is fake for every lead, except with the people that are like the top one or two, which they know about. I mean... I think there is something to exploring every connection. And, you know, maybe there's a spark you weren't expecting in the saliva. You motherfucker. You cannot just fucking start a 4TRR campaign right now after. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're like, no, I think he's really exploring other relationships. At any rate, I just found this interesting thing. I thought it was newsworthy. Right. That does beg the question of. Are they making out with people that they hate for our entertainment? Not that they hate per se, but like that they definitely don't have any real interest in stringing them along, as it were. I'm trying to think. I, I think Matt James made out with Victoria Larson, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think every it's kind of like they all know what they're signing up for. So they're both participating actively in the deceit. Right. Sleucy and protocol. Mm-hmm. If I were The Bachelor, I would make out with every single person for sure. Night one. Gotta. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, rose ceremony time. Wait, I didn't make out with that one. Yeah. Snog him. Before we begin, I'd come into the inauguration chamber. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Uh, I'd like to bow our heads for a Christian prayer. I'd make everybody do a Christian prayer. Then I'd follow up with a satanic prayer, and I'd see the reactions to both. And then I would say, no conversations tonight. We're all just going to make out. Begin. Get in line. Let's do this. And uh, that would be it. That'd be my night one. And you keep the ones who do the satanic prayer? I just want to see their reactions. I'd probably keep them all. Oh. I'd also do that. I'd be like, there's going to be no rose ceremony tonight. I'm keeping everyone. <laughs> this will be the first season where no one gets kicked off until the final rose ceremony. And that'll be a 29-person elimination. <laughs> And mine will be the first season where the lead is crying the entire time. <laughs> you just come out of the limo, <laughs> walking up to the mansion to meet DLP, fucking sobbing. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. I want to see your fucking acting. Yeah. <laughs> you pretend you're into me when I'm doing nothing but to your play. Exactly. <laughs> Sell me your tequila. <laughs> anyway... For our next item of Bachelor Nation news, we must delve into a little bit of a Bachelor Alternate Universe! This week, Selling Sunset star Chriselle Staus revealed in her new book that she was going to be announced as the season four Bachelorette until Ellen DeGeneres launched a publicity campaign to anoint then-recently-victimized player Diana Pappas. Styles, now 40, was 26 when The Bachelorette opportunity materialized and thinks everything worked out as it was supposed to. She admits that intro packages and a lot of B-roll were already shot for her season that never happened, but she's happy with how things have turned out for her, which she should be because she currently has 3 million Instagram followers more than anyone in Bachelor Nation by a pretty wide margin. Hannah Brown's the only one that comes close, and she's 400,000 followers behind. Could she be the Bachelorette now? Three million and counting. I mean, that show is probably going to last forever. I'm addicted to it, and I think she could absolutely be the Bachelorette. I think she would be amazing. She is the clear star of Selling Sunset. She's extremely 
charismatic and interesting, but she has like a 10 part PTC. I, I think she would be extraordinary. Here's the problem, in my humble opinion. I guess they did an okay job with Claire Crawley, who was also 40. But we watched a program called Labor of Love, starring oh. Christy. I forget her last name, but she was an old Bachelor player. And in her season of this Fox reality show where she was looking for a dad for her like instant family, basically, she also was 40. And many of the guys were as well. And it was not a lot of drama because everybody's fucking old and yeah. tired. And I understand it. I'm right there with you. A nice comfy bed is about the best part of every one of my fucking days. So I'm just saying, don't you need the kind of young vigor of people who are like going to get into dramatic situations with each other? Here's the thing. Just because the lead is 40 doesn't mean the players need to be 40. And I would say that labor of love had its own problems. For instance, making all of the men go jerk off in bathrooms next to each other right at the beginning to see how fast their sperm were. <laughs> that was the best part. That and the young guy pissing on the house when he got eliminated. Those were the two best parts of the show, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Maybe the bear, the fake bear that they had to wrestle. But I did like the fake bear. Yeah. They should do that on Bachelor. I think you just cast, you know, a little younger. I mean, I'm sure the nation will be in a tizzy about that. But if you just have Crystal be like, I'm into young guys, like, why not? Maybe. Maybe it could happen. My father was in his late 20s when I was born. Nice. You can be a dad in your 20s. Totally. My dad was 22 when I was sired. Oh, my God. I know. My mom was 20. <laughs> I ruined their lives. Sorry, mom and dad. But... What wow. I'm saying is, <laughs> I don't know if she would even do it either because she has her own fucking thing. And again, this comes down to what we were talking about early. Definitely doesn't need it, but... She doesn't need it, but there is an amount of money she would do it for. And it is probably more than they're willing to pay, et cetera, et cetera, because mm -hmm. they're notoriously cheap. But again, producers, ABC, NZK, whoever's listening, Warner Brothers, you got to look at this as a longer term investment. It's not about like, how much, what is the budget for this one season? It's like, no, 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 no. How much are you willing to spend to save the franchise? Because that is, we're getting into that territory at this point, I feel like, where it's like the ratings are getting worse. Nobody's looking at these people on social media. It's losing cultural rev relevance. And so that is the price you're paying. It's not just about a season's budget. It is about you need to invest in the long-term sustainability of this sport. Yeah, just because Clayton paid you a hundred grand to be the bachelor doesn't mean that it's a good thing for the show. I start my own conspiracy. <laughs> that may be true. I don't know. I'll go there with you. Anyway. <laughs> You'll go anywhere. <laughs> and finally, in Bachelor Nation News, power couple Joe 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 and A Robro are back on the small screen in a brand new trailer that dropped for a TBS dating show they're hosting called The Big D. The show features six divorced couples sent to a tropical paradise where they will all date each other. Joe 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 captioned a post of this new trailer on her Instagram with stranded on an island with your ex, what could possibly go wrong? Laughing, crying emoji. This summer is going to be a wild one with hashtag the big D coming soon to at TBS network. Party face emoji. So far, ex-players and leads haven't had the greatest luck with appearances on other reality shows. Perhaps this will be different as this power couple is hosting and not competing. Time will tell, but this show actually to me looks pretty fucking entertaining. It reminds me of a show that I watched called Temptation Island, which was amazing. Yes. So I can't wait to watch this. I do think that maybe they should 
<laughs> bring in exes of JoJo and Jordan to just make their little spice in there. It's just Ben Higgins and Mad Chad. Or they could bring in Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Rodgers' brother, who just uh, won the NFL MVP this year, and he could start trying to win JoJo. And he's single. Is he? He just broke up with Shailene Woodley. Maybe he's going to go on the big D. Maybe that's why he dumped her. And now we're going to move on to that portion of the program where we talk about all the plays our beautiful players are making off the field and on their telephone screens. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. One of the most notable plays this week was by our former crown, Michelle Young, and her ring winner, Nate Olukoya. Young and Olukoya both posted videos in their stories of the trio of them with Rihanna posing together for pictures. Rihanna jokingly flashed the peace sign at Nate because she knows it's his signature move. And she currently has 121 million Instagram followers. Powerful plays. Speaking of powerful plays, Riley Christian and Swolu linked up for a joint workout and parasocial play. Riley posted a video on his Instagram of them showing up to a gym in suits, then working out. The caption reads, Iron sharpens iron, 100. Who's on your health and wellness team? Tag them. We want to know. Heart emoji, Swolu X. G-Y-S-T, at Powerhouse Gym L-I-C, hashtag Olumide Onahide, hashtag Get Your Shit Together, hashtag Fitness <laughs> Motivation, hashtag Fitness Journey, hashtag Black Fitness, hashtag Fitness Lifestyle, hashtag Double of Fitness, Double O Fitness, hashtag Health, hashtag Wellness, <laughs> hashtag uh-huh. Team. The video has 9K likes. Yes. <laughs> The hashtags. By the way, they both posted it. We had a bunch of excellent plays from the season 26 players as well. Protected player Susie Evans made a TikTok with all the things she can do with the Steve-O attention whore audio in the background. What do you call yourself? Am I a stuntman? Am I a comedian? Am I an author? An actor? You know what I am? I'm an attention whore. The caption reads, I said what I said. Smirk emoji, lion emoji, hashtag Leo energy, hashtag The Bachelor. The video has 41.7K views. Elizabeth Corrigan made her way onto the list this week. She tweeted out another professionally shot photo of her eating a big shrimp after Shanae was dumped on the two-on-one. This tweet exploiting Shrimpgate has 2.9K likes. Physician player Kira Mengistu made another extraordinary medical-themed parasocial play when she broke down the herpes joke that Marlena made from a medical perspective. The caption reads, STDs part one, let's talk about herpes. Here is what you need to know. It is common, 16% of young adults in USA in one study, most of whom did not have any symptoms. Caused by the herpes simplex viruses one and two, etc., Given that the show has been further stigmatizing herpes with its treatment as a scary joke, for me, it's a breath of fresh air to see this grounded and informative post. And I hope she continues on her journey to be the next Dr. Joe Park. Fantastic play. And all of these really were excellent plays, but there can be only one winner. 
The winner of our Parasocial Play of the Week goes to our current crown, the ultimate Viking underdog and true pizzapreneur, Clayton Eckerd. Clayton has finally given the people what they want with his first of certainly many pizza reviews on TikTok. We played the audio of this extraordinary video at the beginning of today's show. Clayton films a pizza with the caption, late night, very inebriated pizza review, and performs voiceover saying, since you all wanted a pizza review, we got a late night pizza review. Gus's pizza. Let me turn this thing around. I don't even know how to turn it around. Listen, here, it's good. That's your review. Bye. <laughs> how would you do it? <laughs> Since you all wanted a pizza review, we got a late night pizza. <laughs> Gus's pizza. Let me turn this thing around. I don't even know how to turn it around. Listen, here, it's good. That's your review. Bye. <laughs> I think, feel like you captured the inebriation a little better. Thank than you. I did. <laughs> Uh, the caption reads, ask and you shall receive. My last two functioning brain cells last night couldn't figure out how to flip the camera. Sorry. Crying laughing emoji. Hashtag pizza review. This video had 4.6K views and 315 comments more than any of his other TikToks. It seems to have resulted in his over 200% TikTok following gain, as well as him getting verified on the platform at Clayton.Eckerd. We couldn't be more thrilled for this content. A true glimpse into the ultimate Viking pizza king's process and consciousness. It is also further evidence that he still is reading comments. So do not forget to be kind, nation. And now let's go over to our non-human friends. We're going to be talking about those parasocial creatures this week. Caitlin Bristow had a day off from the Dancing with the Stars tour and hung with her pups Raman and Pino. Cassie Randolph dedicated an entire main grid Instagram post to one of her cats with the caption, good morning. These were both beautifully captured creatures, but there is only one creature that we're talking about this week. Our parasocial creature of the week is Katie Thurston's cat, Tommy. The feline stunner has officially joined Instagram on his solo account. His bio reads... Creating a network of animal lovers, paw prints emoji, your daily dose of Tommy content, and his friends, Blackheart, Whiteheart, Cat Mom, at the Katie Thurston. Right now, this fluffy icon has 1,531 followers with a mere three posts to his main grid, but we are expecting big things from this whiskered friend of the show in the very near future. Congratulations, Tommy. I can't wait to see what kind of content you make at Stagecoach and Coachella. <laughs> Which parasocial creature will be the first one to show up at Stagecoach, you think? Tommy? Pino? I bet it's Pino or Ramen. Or, I don't know. Is Bristol going to go to Stagecoach? I feel like she's above it. No, she's been to Stagecoach. For sure. I mean, now. I feel like now it's like that's beneath her. Bio will be there, though. That's for fucking sure. I don't know, but I can't really see a golden retriever there. I'm trying to think. I could see, like... <laughs> Maybe a little dog. How big is Percy? He's kind of big, I think. He's like a, a medium size. I could see Percy. I think Michelle and Nate will be there. Really? I don't think they will. Really? They're at Rihanna's and Shaq's parties. Why not? That was the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl of music. Mm, we'll see. And now, 
It's time for us to dive into the darkest waters at the bottom of the pit and let them overtake us. Let the dark energies flow into our minds so that we may issue forth our screams about how our fandom of the show has, I was going to say drastically affected our life, but it's become our lives. It's literally become our lives. Yeah. When you were saying earlier about the vocation thing, I was like, oh yeah, it is my vocation. Yeah. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, 
refractory body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. This is Screams from the Pit. So you might have noticed something a little different on Tuesday's recap episode, and that is that it was clues alone, solo clues. I was off on a Valentine's adventure myself, but I have caught up on the document, and I thought Mm. it would be a fun game if clues was to guess what my awards would be and see if they're accurate. Which I have done, but the scream here is that this is the first time we have not watched the show and then discussed it immediately after mm-hmm. since we started doing this podcast. This was the first episode where there it was a solo recap and I had seen it multiple days before you had. Yes. I have not listened to your recap yet mm-hmm. so as to not affect my judgments. And I'm very excited to see if you were able to guess right. I'm pretty sure. Well, well, it wasn't guesses. I'm pretty sure it was accurate predictions. But piece of my scream here is that I became acutely aware of the fact that my experience of the show is this. It's talking to you about it. And when I don't have that Mm. piece of it, the experience of watching the show is drastically altered. It felt like um, I don't even know how to describe it very sad sounds sad it just didn't have the same sharpness if that makes any sense because i look forward to being able to break it down with you and talk about the plays and shit like that and when i'm just reading my opinions off my fucking note sheet basically and of course you know expanding some of the thoughts or whatever there's no other opinion so it's just me like talking to my fucking self sitting in this goddamn chair literally for an hour just speaking about the shit that I saw and like no one's talking back. It was a weird experience to say the very least. Yeah, that's why I thought you should do an impression of me fighting with yourself, but. <laughs> really go mad, <laughs> push myself into a just complete fucking mental breakdown. Sure, why not? Yeah. But anyway, let's get to this now. Let's uh, let's go through your all your awards. I have the ones that I predicted for you. Mm -hmm. And so let's see. What was your error of the game? Mara calling out Clayton on his date choice Mm. was my... Error, 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 error of the game. 
you always got to appreciate the time that you're given and you don't spend the time you're given complaining about the time you ain't given. Yes. Okay. So I did get that one wrong right off the bat. I'm already 0 for 1. Yes. However, that was also my error of the game. So. Oh, what did you think would be my error? Shanae lying about Genevieve wanting to leave the night before on that two on one, just making something up completely out of thin air. Oh, I thought that was interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she was already going home. So it's like, what could she do? It was kind of a Hail Mary. Yeah. Now, this one, I'm 100% sure I'm going to get. What was your creature of the week? The pup running down the alley in Havar was my. <laughs> <laughs> Creature of the week. Week, 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 week. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> that was the easiest one. As soon as I saw that dog, I'm like, well, I got one right. That's for sure. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like dogs. Who was your Jorge Moreno bystander of the week? I think you'll probably also get this one right. Katarina, the Croatian knight who discussed women fighting with men for their purity of heart and assigning all of the players' quests, was my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I did get that one right. It, she was also my bystander. I mean, we didn't have a lot of choice. There was also the uh, ice cream vendor. Wait, yeah. What was your creature? My creature was a cat in the alley that witnessed what I think is going to be your play uh, of the game. So what is your play of the game? I don't think it is. Susie's late night clock tower love level three was my... Play, 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 play of the game. Yeah, that's what I predicted. Oh, there's a cat there. <laughs> yeah, a cat was watching. When Clayton walks to meet her by the clock tower, there's a cat looking on. Oh. That was my creature of the week. But I thought that you would make this your play of the game. That was not my play of the game. Wow. My play of the game was Sarah Hamrick's <gasps> defense of her attack to get the rose. That was my runner-up. It was that. Obviously, it was going to be either the Rekia LL3. The Susie Evans LL3 mm -hmm. was like, there's just so much involved with it that the producers have to fucking make all this happen and shit. It shows that she has a very good third audience game, obviously good first audience, et cetera, et cetera. So I figured you would pick that one because it was the most, in my opinion, it's the most traditionally good play. Yeah. I mean, it was like an elevated knock-knock. Like, yeah. I'm not doing a knock knock. I'm leaving a note to go meet me at this other place. It's basically a one on one date. Yeah, it had a date card and a fucking. She had more of a one on one date than they, at least, than they showed us of Sarah Hamrick, who we didn't see any of the day portion. Or Teddy. Yeah, or Teddy. <laughs> Unfucking real. I forgot Teddy's one on one even happened. And who was your MVP? This was tough. I know. Because I really do think that, I mean, it was, there were three. I know. That were really up there for me. I know. But one of them stood out among them all for getting two group date roses in a row yeah. for being the first to love level three and something that I presume she somehow knew and sensed that Susie was going to do, guaranteeing herself a hometown. Rachel Recchia was my... M M M M V P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P P
Key. Got that one too. Wow. That's incredible. My MVP was uh, Susie Evans. Mm. Stellar as well. But yes, of course, it was going to be Sarah Hamrick, Susie Evans, or Rachel Recchia. But I thought you'd spread it around a little. I thought if you gave Susie Evans the play of the game, which I thought you would, that you would spread the MVP back to Recchia. That I would spread it. I do spread it. I tend to spread. I know. (laughs) So I did pretty fucking good. The only one that I missed was the error of the game. Every other one I got right. Yeah, error is a hard one to guess. Uh, That's incredible. Look at what you've done. I'm sure you could do the same thing if you fucking had to do, you know, pick my words. I bet you could do the same thing. If there's a squirrel in the document, that's getting the creature. (laughs) Well, yeah, certain ones. Yeah, yeah, I guess like your favorite creature. Mm -hmm. Dogs are my favorite creature. So it's a pretty easy. Exactly. But that was our screens from the pit. Now we're going to listen to a screen that has been submitted to us by someone from within the pit, a user named ELO7. And if you want to submit your screams to us, and we might play them here on our Screams from the Pit segment, you just go to patreon.com slash gameofroses. You join us in the bottom of the pit. You join our Discord, and you can submit your screams. They have to be a minute or less. And the funny ones, the good ones, we're going to play here. So here we go. Here's the scream from ELO7. My incredible fiance has been falling into the pit where I firmly reside for a while. After we watch episodes, I play your recaps and he tries to guess errors, Jorge Moreno's, and creatures. He uses the gore lexicon with ease. And after that upward glass clinking shot, he said, I know this is the professional era, but they're acting like it's the experimental era. After a few pages, he said how to win The Bachelor was like real academic research turned literature and not to brag, but he is a biomechatronics researcher and published roboticist. He's also a Baltimore Ravens fan. He knows The Bachelor is a professional sport. He knows that Tyler Cameron, the greatest male Instagram player of all time, was for one brief shining moment a Ravens player himself. And he knows that season 15, Hannah Brown, was an iconic season with unheard of gains. He knows all of this because he loves me and I love gore and him. So he got me this custom Ravens t-shirt for Valentine's Day. The front is a classic Ravens logo, but the back is a beautiful tribute to T. Cameron number 15. He says this will allow me to drag unsuspecting people into the pit at just the right moment, just as I have clearly dragged him. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate and praise be our beloved game. Wow. (laughs) Let me just say right off the bat, these screams are getting so fucking good. They're written. They're performed. Professional era of screams. (laughs) This this is incredible. But even the content itself, let alone the presentation, the content, mind-blowing. So The content, the writing, the the voice. The voice was fantastic. This man bought her a Tyler Cameron, had it made, a fake Baltimore Ravens Tyler Cameron jersey, which she can then wear to sporting events and people be like, who the fuck is T. Cameron? There's no player on the Baltimore Ravens named T. Cameron. <laughs> and then she gets to fucking drag him into the pit. This is a functional pit dragging piece of paraphernalia that has been made in service of a love based on The Bachelor to some degree. Fantastic. And we're going to post a picture of the Tyler Cameron jersey. Yeah, it's it's pit peacocking. It's pit cocking. And we are going to, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to post a picture of this Tyler Cameron jersey to our Instagram as well so that you can find it and check it out. It's real. This is absolutely incredible. We cannot thank you enough for this scream. We wish you well in this relationship, which seems to be uh, one that will last for all time. The best tearing fairy tales to shreds. If your husband 
has not gotten you a Ravens jersey of the number one male Instagram player of all time, dump him. Damn. In my opinion. A bold statement. <laughs> in your humble opinion. <laughs> well, in my humble opinion, maybe maybe don't go that far if there's some other good qualities about the, the person. But uh, just think about it, you know, see if there's yeah. weigh your pros and cons. <laughs> But I mean, this is the level. Some people are in relationships where that is happening. That's true. The grass might be greener. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Pace Case wants you to play an options open at all times, even if you're married. <laughs> I say maybe there's value in the relationship beyond just the person getting you a t-shirt with Tyler Cameron. I don't know. I'm just joking. Oh. I'm, I'm a jokester. <laughs> of course. <laughs> kind of like a Gabby Windy type. Right. I could see that for you. But thank you, everyone, for joining us. That has been This Week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you enjoyed it. And we're going to be back on Monday with a digging deeper, the likes of which you have never heard. I I can't even believe what we're about to have in this digging deeper. There are so many Vial Files clips that are going to be in this digging deeper. I'm already (laughs) salivating over. There's some very good happy hours clickbaits we got all the usual suspects but these vile file ones holy crazed so we hope you'll join us for that on monday again you just go to patreon.com slash game roses join us in the bottom of the pit you're going to get access to that entire episode as well as every other digging deeper we've ever done we have about i think 40 episodes or so now that we've done for our patreon a lot of content a lot of content in there our live shows etc cetera, etc cetera. we hope you'll join us Join our Discord, etc. But before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,270 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 